Yo, what's up, y'all? Hey. Yeah, man. Our first Saturday episode ever. We're back. You know, trying something different. We haven't talked to y'all in a little minute. Um, actually, interesting thing about the podcast, we recorded our episode on September 25th, um, but that was the day of the presidential election, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, anyway, we recorded that episode in full. It was a phenomenal episode. But we, me and Emery felt as if it was inappropriate to release that episode and not talk about the debate at all. So what we're doing now is we're going to give you all our take on this today. And then uh, the rest of the episode is going to be the episode prior with still relevant information. And it's as funny as ever. Right. So I hope you enjoy. Um, right. So hopping straight into it. That was, to say the least, the craziest debate in presidential history personally it's the first debate i've watched but me as well i've I've seen a lot of opinions that would agree with that my statement so no man absolutely for my first debate ever it it was interesting Mm -hmm. and these are figures that we are supposed to look up to the president the most powerful man in the world the most supposed to be the most prestigious position in our country is what it's been uh prompted up to be and frankly these are two uninspirational people in my unpresidential, people. unpresidential, uninspirational. Um, and this is a very serious thing. Yeah. But I have one even more serious question before we get into politics and all that stuff, which is how did two 90 year old men talk for 90 minutes without needing a, a bathroom break or a back scratcher? <laughs> or a rocking chair. Literally, I was very impressed by both candidates and their ability to resist uh, the the bathroom, man. I guess age really is nothing but a number, man. <laughs> age is nothing but a number. Um, all right, well, let's start to get into it. Um, first off, I'll ask you, who are the winners and the losers? All across the board, not just Biden and Trump. The losers were the American people. Mm-hmm. I don't really see any dubs taken here, though. So nobody wins at all? Nope. Um, okay, well, I'll definitely say both Donald, Donnie Trump and Joe Biden, both of them lost. I feel like they're both losers. I also feel like the people who are undecided were also losers, losers as well. Mm. The people who are already decided in their vote may be a, almost a winner just because this whether you like it or not it was certainly entertaining the media coverage that they're winners they're definitely winners because i mean they're this this is such a uh, an action-packed story so many different facets man yeah but this really does show you that regardless of who wins because there's no no going out to like another third party candidate now right it's basically set in stone that either joe biden or donald trump will be president and after that debate man I'm not sure if I want it to be either. Oh, yeah, certainly. Not too sure. I, I'm definitely not uh, in favor of either one of the candidate, candidate, either candidate, but, I mean, it, it was it was some yeah. tough stuff. And but, on, on this um, podcast, we're going to try to remain as neutral as possible, except when it gets to, like, extreme things. But I can definitely say that um, Donald Trump, was not being presidential at all during that debate. No, and not in the least. And now we're going to actually get into um, the topics that they talked about. So mm-hmm. the first one we'll regard is uh, 
the most important, the most important in my eyes, the one um, most closely affecting our country right now. What, oh, our country guess. right now. Oh, racial inequality. Yes. Yep. Racial inequality. So, and that and COVID are like neck and neck. Like those, mm-hmm. these are those, these are the two big things factoring us right now in this present day. So, first thing uh, with uh, racial inequality, uh, the most uh, obvious thing to address is. Proud boys stand back and stand by. Now, this was a quote given by Donald Trump. I'm sure all of our viewers have heard this. So, stand back and stand by. Stand back. Okay. Like ready for ready to be ordered. Stand by. Stand by. And now like that at, is at ease. That, at, at arms. Stand by. That is absolute. When I heard that, I was watching it in my bed, about to go to sleep. Heard oh, that, on. and I was astonished. I have to do my. One of these for every episode for this. He's walking up to the camera. <laughs> Absolutely just, I don't know what word to uh, oh attach to God. that. But he did say stand by. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what Proud Boys are, it's, the, uh, it's a, a right, rightist um, white supremacist group. Because mm-hmm. so, at first when I heard it, I thought it was like a, a phrase, like good old boys or something. But Proud yeah. Boys is actually an organization created in 2015 who uh, they're white supremacists. And the, their reaction to Donald Trump saying that was like that was what they were waiting for. They knew what he was trying to say. And they were basically saying, like, we've received your order, sir. And like, the next we're staying the by. day after the debate, um, he, try, he tried to clear it up. I think that was the only thing that really? he— um, yeah, that was the only thing that he wanted to change his um, change his statement about, uh-huh. and he tried to say that's not what he meant. But clearly, it, clearly it was. I mean, look, he only saw the backlash and then decided to t- change his statement. Right, and it, yeah, his his son came out too, talking about how uh, it was a mistake, yada yada yada. But you can't you, look. You're the president. Both of y'all are on national television. Millions of people watching. No reason why you should say something like that. That is definitely racially insensitive. And I don't know if I, well, I know I definitely can't look up to someone who can't even condone, uh, who, who can't even like go, go against, uh, go against white supremacy. One thing I noticed, um, like the, the moderator of the debate, Chris mm-hmm. Wallace and Joe Biden, they were both like, um, they were both telling him you need to condemn them. And right. he like, sure, condemn I him. will. Right. He like, sure, what do you want me to say? But like but here's you had to be on the debate to to be told that you need to be saying that on look, live television. You could have with all the tweets that you make, you couldn't have <laughs> condemned that before in the past. For one, every time he is asked, he should condemn it. But this is why he didn't. Because he is so afraid of well, obviously he wants to win this election. Mm-hmm. He's afraid of losing those voters because he knows that he has a strong community of white supremacists backing him, willing to go and vote. And yeah, that's common knowledge. That, that he is, definitely knows I that. I feel like it's common knowledge. So he is so afraid to lose that side of that extreme right. So, I mean, yeah. It's the same thing as when he was attacking Joe Biden saying, because— Oh, and we'll get into this later, but when Joe Biden went against things like defunding the police and the Green New Deal, he every time he was like, you just lost the left. Because both candidates have radical ends to this to in their voter group. Both of them have attention from the radical sides. Right. But, I mean, I feel like Joe Biden tried to attend to the moderate voters 
a little bit better than Trump did, which is why I feel like Joe Biden got the, a little edge over. Because r- right now I feel like they're just competing for the moderate voters. Yeah. But tr- Trump didn't even make an attempt. And he was going, he was making underhanded jabs at Joe Biden. Like he mentioned his, um, he mentioned his deceased veteran son. And, um, his, wait, uh, did, you mean, uh, uh, discharged, at- not deceased. <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> Hunter Biden, I'm pretty he's alive, right? No, I'm pretty sure one of his sons is dead. Hunter and Bi- then one of his sons is recovering, a recovering addict, right? Hunter Biden is uh, he's a 50-year-old man born five days ahead of me. I'm not 50, but within the same month. All right, bro. Hunter bro, Biden uh, is alive. Look at his siblings. <laughs> I swear I'm not tripping. Or maybe I am. Moral of the story is he went at his at Hunter Biden, who was discharged for cocaine usage. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Joe Biden really connected to the American people. And, and he showed that he is proud of his son for escaping his demons or whatever reason he was on cocaine. Right. And like that was a really emotional moment. So Joe Biden connected to the hearts of uh, many of the watchers, I believe. Trump thought that worked. Yeah, and then he also went about in saying you graduated at the bottom of your class. Uh, pretty sure Joe Biden went to law school, so I don't know how that worked out. But, I mean, he you can say whatever you want on the stage, I guess. But, yeah. Oh, there was one question that Joe Biden refused to answer, right? Mm-hmm. You remember which that was? Oh, 94 crime bill. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's... Well, here, here oh, here's the thing. Uh the 94 crime bill is something that is known to have imprisoned many black and brown people across the United States, which is which are also people who Joe Biden would love to vote for himself. But yep. I guess he has some sort of ego. And we all know that ego is the thief of happiness or whatever you want to achieve in life. He, whatever side of his ego is not allowing him to just say, look, 94 crime bill was a mistake. We didn't intend to uh, just like ostracize the this demographic of people right but that's exactly what it did and um i just i want to look at the nature of the de- debate let's the, itself um dang i'm stuttering <laughs> <laughs> looking like biden the see um that was yeah we haven't even talked about that yet yeah, um there was a lot of there were a lot of things that um joe biden i think could have really done better so um Chris uh, Chris Wallace he gave them an appointed time of two minutes right unto, uh, uninterrupted and dang I got the Biden signal <laughs> right now uninterrupted and uh, you know Trump wasn't going along with that and um, I think Joe Biden really should have fired back because he could, there were a lot of times that he could have made a lot of great points but he was too busy getting talked over and stuttering. Well, I and hope I hope. Oh, my fault. Go ahead. I'm not gonna like you know speech impediment. And he's up there in age, but you know, you can't give up your, your you can't give up your platform like that when you're trying to reach a lot of people. Well, and I hope this isn't the case. We all know that Joe Biden is not the most eloquent. He is not uh, the youngest spring in the pile of springs. Spring chicken. Yeah, you yeah. Know, whatever uh, phrase. Don't know phrase as well. Y'all know that, but um, he's not the youngest, and he's not the most eloquent. But I feel. Uh, because of that, many a lot of his debate was rehearsed. So therefore, when he, Donald Trump came with something he wasn't expecting, or he got a question that he didn't exactly expect, he couldn't necessarily go outside the boundaries of his rehearsed 
like his rehearsed speech. Right. So and you know, um, Biden has a history in politics, unlike Trump, who you know is like was a businessman. Forty-seven years, right? Was a businessman, something like yeah. that, near fifty years. So, um, but yet he said so he called Trump a clown numerous times. Yeah. He told him like, "Shut up, man." I really think that he could have held that in. Right. What I've heard is that the um, Biden administration or whatever, campaign managers, whatever you want to call them, people mm -hmm. helping him put out this debate, they told him, I don't know if he, they necessarily said clown, but they definitely told him to fire back just to show that he won't back down. I'm sure that would appeal well to young voters because young I know voters, a lot yeah. of um, people millennials, in Gen Z, in they, they don't too. like being ordered around. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of people that I've heard that support Trump um, or just don't like Biden, their knocks on him is they don't believe he'll be alive for the entire term, um, putting that as nice as I can. Uh, they don't believe that he can uh, run a country because he because of his speech and uh, speech deficiencies and just all of that stuff. And they also. They believe that he can he'll be bullied around whether it's by other countries or people within the government so that's why they the biden side wanted to show that he won't back down to donald trump i well these people i feel like they think the president like runs the entire country oh they absolutely they absolutely like, do you have a whole team of advisors it's not just the president he's basically the figurehead mm -hmm. uh, there, there was one point being made like um you know, how Trump speaks confidently. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not calling a lot of Americans dumb, but, you know, a, a lot of them won't go out there to really educate themselves. Oh, of so course not. So when you not. say something with confidence, he knows he's they'll, lying. Believe, they'll believe you. Oh, well, but actually. Just because you say it with a smile and you say it with heart. And this isn't just uh, Trump. It's also Biden. Both of them. They had a, a fact checker on CNN. Both of them were just saying incorrect Spewing facts. Poop. Incorrect facts. But people don't fact check. That's why they need to be enlightened. Right. Either way, what come I was getting come to us. What I was getting into before is this is like the institutionalized, um, like like bad side of America is that the media and the government has like prompted the president to be like this, the, like the most important thing. Nothing else matters in, except for the president. When, it, like in truth, it's Supreme Court, uh, House representatives, senators state governments local governments all of it matters all these these and all the way up to the top from local those are the people that affect you and your community immediately and then up to state and then up to national but people don't understand that people get so caught up in the dramatized fiasco right. of presidential candidates and i mean not, uh, don't get me wrong there has been presidents that have been life-changing to america yeah but Abraham Lincoln, people AFK. don't Barack Obama. I mean, we could go on lists on like forever, but people don't understand that there's so much more people. In, but that's just that's what American media has put out. And that yeah. silences the not silences, but that minimizes the thinking of a lot of voters. Therefore, they don't necessarily they wouldn't care as much who the president is if they control the Senate in the uh, the SCOTUS. Um, uh, Supreme Court, if they if uh, one side of the party controls all down the board, they don't care who you elect for president. To this is honest, the whole point. This uh this is uh just a reach, mm -hmm. but I'm sure at least twenty to thirty percent of all voters are just ignorant to politics as a whole. 
Mm, maybe I don't know if they're. I mean, who, Still, well, well, twenty to thirty, maybe their vote counts, but you know, yeah. People gotta read, man. People gotta listen. People don't want to read. They take they? every. They take well, maybe they do listen a bit, but they take everything at first glance and don't go more than surface level. And they like they like drama and it's not good thing. Uh, Donald Trump he provides pe- things with a uh, people with a uh, like. Witty one-liners like uh, Crooked Hillary, Sleepy Joe, Lying Ted, like these types of things. That, like Donald Trump puts on a show, that, a lot of people like that, and um, that that's just where the American public has gone to. Now, yeah. I'm, I hope the majority are like centered people who just read. And I mean, there's definitely now there's definitely both sides of the argument for the issue of. Economic and foreign affairs, a lot of people favor Trump over Biden. All right. Um, I heard today that people don't, uh, I guess, I don't really know the politics well enough, but I guess Trump is pulling troops out of the, out of foreign countries, people like that. Um, Economic-wise, that that's just uh, left versus right that has to deal with tax and, I mean, uh, with big business, uh, tax loopholes and businesses not paying as much so they can innovate more. Yeah. Everybody has their own views on economics and that stuff. But I feel like the big divide with a lot of people and with moderates as well like, is the racial stuff. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It'll, it'll be – I'm sure there's a lot of moderate voters that are still voting for Trump just because you don't see all these people uh, – backing trump which is why people tend to believe oh he's not going to win because you can't see anybody like i love trump for and real. recently um yeah. third party can uh well third parties are getting a lot more exposure so you know i'm not sure if um the next 20 30 years if democrats and republicans are still going to be in the majority well because people are fed up people yeah. are fed up because they're not they know that they're not getting the information they need they know and i mean people believe in their conspiracies but at the end of the day, what they truly believe is that they're just not getting the correct information and whatever party they choose to represent, they are doing the best things for them. Um, personally, I find a hard time with like restricting my thinking to one faction or another just because I may like things from all around. But if you're independent or if you like if you don't side with the party you can't vote in the primaries therefore right. you can't choose who becomes a presidential electorate so then you end up having to choose a party and i mean it's a downward spiral from there man if more people were educated i have no doubts in my mind that not only would trump have not been elected but today we'd be seeing two different um candidates as a whole you know i believe that as well i believe that as well um, but you know, there's powers behind both parties, and right. they. It's beyond the day. We got the two we got. So beyond me. It's beyond me. Okay. Anyway, well, we're gonna go on to a next uh, um, subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Climate change. <sighs> Climate change. Look, so y'all, I wanted to talk about the other stuff first before I pour it in. Like y'all the know rain. I'm, y'all know I'm a science guy. I'm rolling the shoulders back, cracking my neck. Because I'm going to look right into the camera, too. Both presidential candidates, 2020. Neither of y'all know a thing about climate change. Not a beep thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. On Biden's side, everything everything was rehearsed. 
everything was rehearsed. <laughs> uh, on Trump's side, I'll get to that in a second. The first thing I wanted that I picked up on is that the way they said scientists, they said the word scientists a lot of times. People may not think this is significant. I think it's significant because the way they refer to scientists, it makes it sound as if I have no knowledge at all. We're relying on this scientist and this scientist, and yeah. then they're generalizing it just to the word scientist. So they have absolutely no knowledge of science. And look, that's they impossible can, for a president. It should be impossible for a president. But look, they can deny, they can not pay attention. The government cannot pay attention to climate change all they want. But I mean, the world will respond. Yeah. When we have no more winter, that's very drastic. But when winter's gone, you'll see. It's not like, drastic because at the way, at the rate things are going at, when are we about to finally do? I mean, we're doing little things, but when are we gonna do something that actually really matters? And we need government. We need government funding. It's gonna be way too late. Citizens across the world, there's just and you know what? The United States is the worst, or one of the worst with it, because there's yeah. um, like France and Iceland. Iceland is 100% renewable energy. This uh, the city in Iceland. And Gorbachev. Man, how come it, there are no bad people from Iceland? Not that I've heard of. <laughs> what y'all got? I don't know about any person Good people from juice. Iceland. I yeah, don't know. They, but look, they're, uh, this city in Iceland, the, the, vodka, the main man. city in Iceland, sorry, for, excuse my geography, but um, they're like 100% renewable energy. There's plenty of things that we can do. But in regards to this debate, I'll start with uh, I'll start with Biden. Um, so the Green New Deal is uh, just a plan put in place. I read over the uh, document um, that morning, but it's just a plan in place to fix a whole bunch of these like issues um, with air and carbon emissions and all of this stuff. Oh, but it's a it's an expensive yeah uh, one thing deal. yeah about about expensive. Biden had the numbers all types of wrong oh. for how much it would have it would cost. Right, he 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 very much lowballed it. I'm pretty sure. Twenty million. 20. Pump up that up to trillions. Yeah, twenty million, and a lot of people say hundred trillion, whatever. We know that it's very expensive. Therefore, it takes away from the economic side, which Trump favors. But on the environment side, it gives us an earth in which we can live in. Yeah. Um. So I'm not saying spare no expense. Because I mean, you can't. In order I'll for the say government, it. spare in, no expense. Well, in order for the government to get money, they need to tax the heck out of people. So, to a sum a hundred trillion would just be unethical. But yeah. we'll have to find a way to do that. That's up to our leaders. But Joe Biden was like, "Oh, the Green New Deal, it'll pay for itself because it does create jobs, which the money circulates, whatever." He'll say he said it pays for itself. Then Craig Wallace went right back at him and he said, "Oh, so you support the Green New Deal?" Mm -hmm. He said, "No." And I was like, huh? You just said this, all this about right. the Green New Deal. Then you just said you don't support it. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just obviously going That's off the script. That's just a rehearsal failure right there. Now for, execute it properly. Now for the biggest, uh, the biggest thing. The, uh, as Trump said, we're planting a billion, billion trees. <laughs> the Billion Tree Act or the Trillion Tree Act. Oh, it's not gosh. going to help. A lot of people, this, now, the billion, the billion Tree Act, it's an anti-climate change strategy to show as if you are doing something great for the environment. Oh, we're just going to plant a lot of trees. 
And to the general person, their intuition tells them, Oh, oxygen. Good. Yeah, trees. Good for the environment. We can breathe. I like Trump. Billion Tree Act. Yes, I'm right with it. No, doesn't help. First and foremost, <laughs> do you think a tree just sprouts up once you plant a seed? No, they think that Man, they- what? They honestly think the trees just grow as fast as their garden plants. But like, for one, and I read a lot on this, so many technicalities, but what these billion trees would end up doing is, they're, they're for one, they're planting them in places that trees don't necessarily need to be in, and they would also just turn into lumber farms. Um, it's It doesn't necessarily help. And they're planting the same type of tree, so exactly. it's not going to contribute to biodiversity. The Trillion Tree Act is just an anti-climate change uh, excuse. First they off, use that. It, it doesn't work well. You're planting all these trees when deforestation is still a prominent issue? Right. That and, doesn't make any well, sense. Counterproductive. Is, right. And this, and, well, this is what Trump said. So this is what happened. They asked Donald Trump— um, are, do humans contribute to carbon emissions? Now, aside yes. from the debate, obviously. Yes. But Donald Trump, he kind of dodged it for a little bit. Then he said to an extent. What's your carbon footprint? Right, because he was obviously attending to oil companies, yada, yada, yada. Or he just doesn't know the science. But um, he did say we just need better uh, management of our forests. So, I mean, I, I give that to him. But mm -hmm. from my eyes, as a scientist, renewable energy uh i'm a tesla guy the electric cars something just came out um we, we me and emory saw it in class today in tel aviv they're uh constructing a electric uh electric powered road right. to where electric cars can drive across that innovation such as that urban development waning off of oil and gas because we do not it's disgusting they're doing renewable energy across the uh the world we just we don't do it as well in my opinion and maybe it's a uh, just a bad attitude about my country, but I don't think so. I just don't see enough. It's just I drive a gas car, but I I can't afford to buy a Tesla. But I try to use it as little as possible because, like, literally, just the thought of gas and oil and carbon emissions, it just it kind of gives me a sick feeling inside. It, it's disgusting to me, and what we're doing to our planet is absolutely disgusting. So he couldn't. He couldn't commit to the fact that humans are the reason why we have this state because, I mean, whatever. So I, I believe to reducing our carbon footprint, moving towards renewable energy, hydrogen, um, electric, hydrofuel, wind-powered fuel. There's so many things out there, and uh, there's so much science in place. There's so much science theory in place to achieve these goals, but we don't necessarily have the funding yet. And we want to create jobs. Urban development and moving towards renewable energy, although the machinery may be expensive, it would create jobs. Yep. That's at least from my belief. And let's talk about, let's talk about pollution in general. Uh -huh. I see a lot of people, like Caleb said, like he drives a car because he can't afford it, right. um, afford an electric power vehicle. But a lot of people talking about how um, pollution is bad. We need to stop putting these um, these um, gases in our toxic gases in our um, atmosphere. Yeah. And they're the same ones who go and buy these like oh, these pickup trucks <laughs> that are right. just spewing gas, out purple gas, gas guzzlers. Yeah, literally. They <laughs> <look> like, <laughs> like, 
purple put gas. Put in like, that trash in the environment. Nasty I mean, fumes. If man. you gonna speak about it, be about it, man. Because everybody, everybody, like that's why I have respect for vegans, man. Mm-hmm. Oh at yeah. Least, at least they don't feel like on like every off day I'm gonna go eat a hamburger. Because man. meat attributes to almost like fifty percent of our carbon now, emissions. I, I like my meat. Oh. Pause. Oh, I love but, meat too. But you know, like. These you can't you can't do you can't be so wishy washy man right it doesn't work like that and yep and I'm calling out a lot of people um, but you know what I also I'm humble and I notice my faults I eat a lot of meat as well um, but what we need to do is just is optimization of the meat process and I feel like the way the science is progressing unless we find like better ways of like doing this like because the factory meat processing that's like a killer. So, like, the farm raised, that is better. But eventually, like, like the way to just, like, immediately wipe it away would everybody. It would be everybody going vegetarian, vegan. Yeah. That's not feasible, though, because people not love happening. I'm well. sorry. It's not happening. So, we just got to find ways to make that better. And, I mean, just the way we're pumping gas into our air, man, it's, like, is nasty. We, we talk about aliens on this show a lot. They They will come in. From their planet of, as Donald Trump says, immaculate air, immaculate water, and they'll come in to our planet and, like, be tasting dirt. Like, no, nah, man. It, it, we're, but we can, we're still, we're still not at the place of no return. We can fix it right now. It's getting real close, though. Hey, it's getting, it's getting real close. It's getting real close. I- the integrity of the election. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, oh wow, with, this is a big with, one. I forgot about yeah, this. Yeah, with COVID nineteen and everything, mail in ballots are becoming more popular. You know, mm-hmm. and um, that's going to take a lot. That's going to take a long time to count. So, um, by the end of the election, I'm sure that they're uh, we're not going to even know who the next president is. So that's that's crazy and. Oh, Trump said so, some. Trump said something crazy. This is what I was gonna get to. <laughs> that man, that man, he said that um, yeah, he wants the people like who are voting at his ballots. What do he want him to do? Be watchful. Or? Be watchful. He's basically. <laughs> he, it sounds like a militia to me. Sound, not not like near the Proud Boys comment, but it was pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Like. You and he wanted the people to. Did he say destroy the polls? Something along those lines. No, no, no. I, they, I think what well, he he said he found um, Trump polls that have been oh, thrown away. That have been destroyed. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know about that. But and hey. he wanted his um, followers. To, yeah, I'll say followers to be watchful. Yeah, like it's a cult or something. Yeah, like he wants to create an all a, a Trumpian army. That, like, that I'm not saying I'm weird. not endorsing the destruction of these polls, but well, why you just given your white supremacist supporters an excuse to shoot somebody who they see not throwing e- away a poll? Yeah, not even just as white supremacists. And you know what the excuse they would make after they killed them? What the president told me? <laughs> Either that, or they'd say purple savers, <laughs> or whatever they would say. Something because like that. It you can't. I, I don't know why you would. Tell your voters to do that because what more can a voter do other than I've never voted, but from my understanding, what more can a voter do other than going up there, um, filling out the ballot or mailing in their ballot and then sitting down and waiting until the decision? Like I'm sure he only saw like two or three 
polls that were destroyed and nationwide. Ne- and, and look, no polls felt should the need to be to comment on it. Yeah, no polls should be destroyed. I don't know anything behind that. That definitely sounds fishy, but mm-hmm. it's but definitely not a reason for a call to arms. Is the, Bi- is the Biden um the Biden Foundation behind it? I don't think so. Yes, no, no. I I just think it's a few Trump haters out there. And you know what? It also may be um, well. Um, another thing he said was, if he sees tens of thousands of ballots not uh, that are like been tampered with and all that stuff, he's basically saying if he doesn't see the election of to be of integrity, he is not, not going to undergo office. a peaceful transfer of power. Has yeah. any president ever said they will not undergo a peaceful transfer of power? He didn't say these Man. words explicitly, but it is implied. That's like, that's like when you in the classroom, and then you get you get caught cheating on a test or some, and then the teachers try to send you to the office, and you say no, no, I'm not going to the office. Yeah, like, I leave. oh man, that that would be a, a riot. That, but I don't think. I mean, the military serves the Constitution, not the president. I I don't think it's necessarily going to happen. But if something like that happened, then that would be definitely an an epochal period for. Uh, for America, that would uh, that would definitely go down in history books. I don't think it's gonna happen, but no, that's absolutely man. Wild. Go down in the history books. Twenty twenty is already about to have like five units. Oh yeah, definitely five yeah. units in a book. Yeah, no, this it's absolutely crazy, man. All so, right, is there anything yeah. else we can go into? So with the seven hundred fifty dollar tax thing, it's it's not illegal. It's just unethical. Yeah. Um, so you'd be unethical, but yeah, given the opportunity. I don't know what I'd do. I plan. Don't, don't quote this man. I plan on being an entrepreneur one day, but all I know is the science they idea behind bring it. Bring this I, up. In I, court. Yeah, they're gonna bring it up. I don't. I have no idea about the business side. That's what I'm going to college for. Um, but yeah, the the tax thing. That's just. It's not illegal. It's just unethical. But mm-hmm. these are the tax thing. Uh, these are the tax laws that have been put in place, and like. Uh, somebody said earlier, like Biden can't necessarily be mad at him for that because these are the laws that you've put in place. Well, okay, these are. I think um, the money that he's skipped out on paying was during the Obama administration, and those are the taxes that he and Obama put forth. So he can't necessarily necessarily be mad at somebody taking advantage of what laws he put in place. Yeah, I will still criticize him for that though, because because he is the billionaire. He's the president. Seven hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. For him, especially just because he's the president. For anybody else, I mean, if you're going to attack uh, Donald Trump, you attack Bill Gates, and you attack every other Forbes list person. All right. But, at, to, a, but they, at a person at that um, at that position, you're held to a certain expectation and, as well. I mean, every American person, I mean, they pay their taxes, but everybody wants to pay as little tax as they can. Yeah. And in terms of the Forbes list, nobody's amassing that amount of, that amount of money while paying a truthful tax say they get to whatever jeff bezos if he got to 200 billion there's no way he's paying 20 billion in taxes yeah. a year like that's not obviously not happening so but uh, even under the law i'm sure he could have found a way to pay more than 750 because that yeah you can well, there's a pair of s- sneakers <laughs> for, that sells more than that yeah and he, ps5 is nearly that amount on them um on in terms of billionaires they aren't making the money like 
everybody else who works, somebody's paying them money, they make money, but their business is making money. So in that transition, that's the reason why they can finagle through this. this. And also depreciation because yeah. with, if you have a $10 million building, you get somebody to assess your building at uh, $9 million, you can uh, write off that million extra dollars just people do a lot of depreciation and then it's business entity so they they're separate the owner is separate from their business so in that their businesses you can show that you or you can move the money from that your business is making into other businesses because these guys have multiple businesses so i'm saying business a lot wow but companies so you there's a lot of ways you can show that you're losing income and you're able to write off while you're on the side making billions of dollars all right but yeah, enough about money. I think we gave an even more intriguing commentary than was presented at the debate itself. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And, and we don't even need a moderator. To say that it's horrible. Yeah, nah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Let's get our, our final synopsis on this, man. I can do it in um six words. Six words. Okay. Let me hear. It. Donald Trump bad. Joe Biden bad. That's it. That's my. 10 cents. You can keep the change. Keep the change, man. Um, So, yeah, on my side, as I was saying earlier, um, these are two individuals that they're supposed to be the most inspiring people in the world or the most inspiring people in our country. And both of them have failed to do that. Whether you're on the right, whether you're on the left, you have to admit that that night was, it was pretty sad. Terrible. It was, yeah, terrible. Absolutely terrible. But... Uh, from an optimistic point of view, everything will be all right. You, these are the two candidates presented now, but these aren't the last four years of America. We have yeah. plenty of candidates in the future. If you don't like these candidates, and you can, if you whether you like the candidates or not, each individual that's listening now or that's not listening, they can do whatever they can to impact their own community, regardless right. of the president. Your vote so matters. Your vote matters, but at the end of the day, your mind and your intellect is what's going to drive you. So. What you don't like about the world, gain the knowledge and gain the resolve to go out and change it. Yeah, a lot of people think that their vote is just a speck in the grand scheme of things. But what do you think makes up the grand scheme of things? All the specs. specs. All the specs. So if all of you saying that your spec doesn't matter, you don't even have a grand scheme. You just have a scheme. Just have a scheme. Good words, my brother. And, uh... One one last thing. A lot of our peers and a lot of people, I thought I saw them saying that, um, why is it that we have to choose the lesser of two evils? Now, I'm not going to call either of these guys evil, but uh-huh. that really resonates, man. Yeah. Why is it that um, t- for we always have people in these positions of power that, I'll, I'll say, they don't deserve it. I'm sure there's a, another, I'm sure there's a guy somewhere in Mississippi <laughs> in his uh, two-bedroom apartment that has more presidential skills than our current president. But, hey, so, I mean, but you know, it's a, it's a, a lot of it's about power. And, I mean, a lot. we talked it. about this earlier. It's not all about intellect. It's about execution. And at this point, these are the people that have executed in mm-hmm. the best way possible to get to the positions hey, they're in, man. Like Tupac said, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Yeah. It is what it is, man. We're, we're, I still feel... I still feel great for the future of humanity um, in terms of science, in terms of politics, in terms of just person-to-person interactions, whether it goes, comes to race and all of that. Um, there's a lot of 
um, things, a lot of uh, just saddening things going on in the moment. But, you know, you can't always focus on the bad. You just got to look forward and be optimistic for the future. Create a world of love and peace that we all want, man. Mm-hmm. This has been Emery Mulkiti. Caleb Newman. And you're watching the Enlightened Brothers. Peace. Peace out. All right. What's up, y'all? Hope y'all enjoyed that uh, little discussion about the presidential debate. Right. Debate. Very heavy, um, but also a lot of enlightening things in there. Uh, what you're going to hear next is our uh, recording f- uh, five days earlier. All of this information is still current. And I mean, we have an absolute uh, awesome discussion about artificial intelligence. Our debate is great. Emery gives his best rap yet. So I hope you enjoy the next video. Or, My best rap wow. yet. His best rap yet. So I hope you enjoy the rest of the show, man. Thanks. What's the best rap? Man, I'm starting to think we got the best podcast in the world. Who'd you hear that from? Me? Man, I'm hearing it from a lot of people. It must have been me and a lot of other people because apparently the Enlightened Brothers are a new sensation. Hey, bro, we got, we're a five-star podcast hey. on iTunes. Like, hey, hey, look at us. We're getting up there. But, hey, man, we don't need no more introductions. Let's get into it. You know who we are, the Enlightened Brothers? Episode we, four, baby. Episode four. I forgot to do that. Episode four, Let's baby. Get Let's get it, man. Let's get rolling. Let's yeah, so um, a lot of people aren't familiar with uh, GPT-3. Uh, this is a... I could go real technical into this. It's a, a language model, artificial intelligence. But um, the significance of this is that Microsoft has bought exclusive rights to this. And to put it in the simplest terms, it's a, um, I guess, a function of artificial intelligence that has the whole internet as its data set. Because um, intuitively, if you think about robots or any sort of artificial intelligence, they uh, need data to act upon through or whatever function they uh, decide to do or are programmed to do. This model has 175 billion parameters, which uh, is absolutely insane. Parameters are uh, the data it can take into function, okay. certain rules. But I, first thing I wanted to do was read off one of the things that uh, was said. Oh, this dude got... Yeah, I, I, I got citations. I got citations. Hold on. So I'll read this off. Uh, I might not read the whole thing. It's pretty lengthy, mm-hmm. but they still don't exhibit any trace of consciousness. While a computer can beat a human master at chess or Go or some other game of structured rules, it will never be able to truly think outside of those rules. It will never be able to come up with its own strategies on the fly. It will never be able to feel to react the way a human can. Artificial intelligence programs lack consciousness and self-awareness. They will never be able to have a sense of humor. They will never be able to, pre- to appreciate art or beauty or love. They will never enjoy music, fall in love, or cry at the drop of a hat. Merely by existing, mere unenlightened humans intellectually superior to computers. No matter how good our computers get at winning games like Go or Jeopardy, we don't live by the rules of those games. Our minds are much bigger than that. Now, based off of that passage, what does it sound like who wrote that? Who wrote it? Yeah, who do you think wrote it? Like give a person's name? No, like what kind of person do you think wrote it? Just based off of like at the end it said our minds are much, much bigger than that. Maybe, um, sheesh, I don't know, philosopher? Maybe a philosopher. Well, I'll tell you right now, um, that was wrote by GPT-3. That entire, 
Oh, no, no. That entire no. synopsis was written by GPT-3. Stop it literally says here, they don't exhibit any trace of confidence. While a computer can beat people at chess and things as such, uh, th- it's talking about how computers can't feel, can't react. They already impersonating human. Oh, well, this thing seems pretty uh, conscious to me. <laughs> Obviously, it's not conscious. And, um, there Man, are, that's scary. There are plenty of things wrong with it. Um, let me go on. I have more receipts. This is a conversation with GPT-3. Um, question, what is your favorite animal? Answer, my favorite animal is a dog. Question, why? Answer, because dogs are loyal and friendly. Question, what are two reasons that a dog might be in a bad mood? Answer, the two reasons a dog might be in a bad mood are if it is hungry or if it is hot. Now, if you know anything about coding, this wasn't done by some hard code to where you input a certain word and it spits out the same repetitive statement every time. Uh This is literally reacting at light, like, super quick and the biggest thing about gpt3 is it's a it's a language processing model so 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 do you how 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 do, does do these um how did these artificial intelligence form a basis for their like likes and wants and needs like us humans do here we go that's so weird the the way this um mode of artificial intelligence got its quote-unquote intelligence was through something called web crawler web crawler is um uh just uh something that scans the entire internet so whenever you like a picture whenever you post that you love pizza whenever whatever whenever whenever you do anything on the internet web crawler is out there scaling any uh as many websites as it can collecting this massive amount of data and gpt3 is what utilizes that so you know, yeah, I, I, personally, what, when I was thinking of data collection in the past, mm-hmm. I was thinking like just it working numbers and like just taking in hardcore facts. But, you know, it is more than that. It takes in opinions so it could form base a factual like no, no opinionated um, opinionated statements. Right. And different like different perspectives on things and. Well, it's, it's really getting more than just number crunching. Right. And that's that's the entire goal of where uh, CES is headed. And um, I mean, machine learning is headed. That's that's the truly exciting thing for me and exciting thing for a huge community. And something like this will truly enhance people's lives or whether you're on the other side is pretty scary. But I mean, this thing can do a range of things. And the, the big one of the other biggest things about GPT-3 is that it can function off of few examples. So the dog stuff, it can take in like very few examples of what a dog is. And then it instantly knows what that is because it has such a huge database behind it. And uh-huh. it can also do things like, and I mean, when humans, uh, this is a, an interesting way to break it down. But when I'm having a conversation with you, your mind is uh, constantly processing, trying to predict what the next word I'm going to say is. Because you're not taking everything um, in at the moment. Uh, scientific study well, now you I heard earlier. Well, consciously doing that. Right. Um, <laughs> it says your brain is consciously only thinking for in the present for three seconds at a time. Other than that, it's either contemplating the past or predicting the future. Right. So you're constantly trying to predict the next next word that somebody's going to say. That is exactly what GPT three is doing. It's so. like that. It's like <laughs> that thing where people are like, well, to all the viewers right now, I bet you didn't realize that you were um, blinking. You were blinking subconsciously. 
Yeah. Now you're doing it consciously. Right. That's a big, that's huge. Now you're feeling your blinks, huh? <laughs> well, I am too. Yeah. Hey, so am I. This thing can do other things like, well, uh, for one, GBT3 can write code, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of people may think, oh, a computer can write code. That's kind of like a duh. But what you have to understand is how I write code is different from how the computer interprets code. Um, uh, when I'm making whatever, whatever I'm doing through code, it's through our own language, but the computer sees it in zeros and ones. So the fact that it can write code the same way I can write code, that's kind of crazy. Uh, GPT-3 can also generate memes. Memes? Memes. It has generated memes already. All right, maybe I was dissing artificial intelligence a little too much. <laughs> now they're they making memes. memes. <laughs> hey. I'm cool with it. Not scary. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but um, so anyway, that's the backstory of GPT-3. There's lots of things, and I'm not even fully knowledgeable myself, but uh, I think I mentioned this earlier, but the the current story, and I think this happened on September 25th, but Microsoft has gained exclusive rights to GPT-3 and its functions. I was saying this off camera, but soon enough, Microsoft's going to run the world. You see all the um, investments that they're making into future tech. It's it's just baffling, man. They're going to be a, they're already a superpower, but they're going to be dominant in the market sooner than we know it. Yeah. More dominant than they already are. And, um... That, no, that's just absolutely crazy. Like the fact that um, I just pull it up now, just in case uh, we, uh, if we, if we seem misleading, GPC three is an autoaggressive language model that uses deep learning to produce human-like text. It is the third generation language prediction model in the GPT three in the GPT series created by OpenAI, a for-profit San Francisco-based artificial intelligence research laboratory. GPT three has the full capacity of 175 billion machine learning parameters. GPT three, which has been introduced in May 20, May 2020, and is a beta testing at it's been in beta testing as of July 2020. Oh, it's recent. Yeah, so this thing is recent. I mean, this thing is I recent, fa- recent. Yeah, I found out about it a while ago, but um, yeah. So the significance now is Microsoft buying it, but and uh, what, from a lot of anecdote, anecdotes of uh, people just uh, interacting with uh, GPT-3, it's talking about how it's extremely difficult to distinguish what is written by GPT-3 and is what is written by an actual human. This just begs the question, man. Yeah, Microsoft purchased it, but how long are they going to be doing de- development on it? Because it seems to me, like you were saying, Ooh, they can code themselves. So yeah. This might be this might be a very smart move by by Microsoft because this is just a this is just a progressive money maker money maker with no labor involved. Right. I mean, so right now, as AI seems to be the pushback on that it still doesn't necessarily create its own truly original ideas. Right. It needs this data set behind. Everything is a remix. Now, uh, I mean, look, <laughs> it, it put out that entire synapsis talking, <laughs> talking about AI being reactionary, the one I read off earlier. So that seems pretty original to me. Man. But, yeah, it still has to. So us coders, we still got a lot of creativity to do. But uh, I don't know for how long because, I mean... This this GPT three is is looking like a superpower. 
is looking like a true superpower, man. So many facets to artificial intelligence, man. Like when you think about the future and you think about the task that is doing now, you start to think like what tasks are going to be left. Everybody can't be a comedian. Because, like, one thing that they, well, shoot, <laughs> we think that the AI can't conjure up a comedic set, but who knows? I was watching this earlier in um, a YouTube series called um, The Age of AI, but um, the artificial intelligence using deep learning um, was uh, conjuring up its own plays. It plays? made, pl like, plays, as in, like, you have actors, you record, and plays slash movies, yeah. Shakespeare, you got some comp. Right, because it's taking Big in comp. a massive amount of data from from Shakespeare or whatever else has been on the internet. It scales movies, and then it picks up patterns. Now, um, now when you watch the, uh, the movies as they are right now, they're terrible. The movies that it's making right now are terrible, and some of the things don't make this make sense. Yeah. But certain things start to connect, and the whole point of machine learning is to fail so you can get better. That's how we learn. That's how everybody learns. Right. So, I mean, it can make plays, operate machinery. The the bounds to artificial intelligence seem to be non-existent. The bounds of computation seem to be non-existent. It's crazy how. It's basic artificial intelligence is basically our human br brains on steroids and even more steroids and even more steroids. Yeah. And even more steroids. But like, but it, it's crazy. It's crazy how this development has come so far. I wouldn't say quick, but like it, it is pretty quick. I mean, yeah. It's in the grand scale of things. It hasn't been a decade. I mean, uh, it hasn't been a century yet since we've done this. Um I think it's been uh, 70 to 90 years, and we, um, I was in a college session earlier this week, and they were talking about things that have developed over the course of time, uh, such as the human brain, which has developed over millions of years, and our yeah. solar system, which has been developed over billions of years, and artificial intelligence, or com computation, computer science, which has been developing over a few decades, but the exponential route that it's taking far supersedes almost everything that we've ever known it's unbelievable like if we look at history like the creation of vehicles yeah not even like actual cars mm -hmm. but like traveling on horses stuff like that right. the creation of like f new farming techniques mm -hmm. those were so innovational and like the age that we're living in now the amount of development that's gonna like spur into the future mm -hmm. is unbelievable like in I would say it exceeds those um, uh, innovations of the past. Oh, is well, it's, and this it's crazy, is, man. And this is something I was going to talk about, um, and it's going to harp on exactly what you just said. You said the AI seems like human brain on steroids. That's like kind of like a, a good description, but uh, and this is something I've been contemplating over the past few days. But it's truly the beauty of computation, like. What computer science is, it's our own brain bank of what humans have put digitally using zeros and ones. It's what we have put into these machines. So as much as AI has done, it emanates from us. And as Emery just said, this might be our biggest innovation, the birth of artificial intelligence and whatever that field goes into, whether it's computational physics, biology, whatever, 
that gets to a point where this this is the child of humanity and people that think that it's going to overthrow us as the parent like that is it, what it is but to just it's crazy. put it into like simpler like a simpler illustration mm-hmm. we've been humans for as long as we've been around right and now finally in our lifetimes there's going to be something more more than humans and animals it's just like it's like the birth of a new species it is it is going that way so it's crazy man the the true thing that underlines um artificial intelligence as it is it can already achieve so many great things and we're already working on things such as self-driving cars and all that stuff but if if ai turns out to develop a certain type of consciousness which whatever computationally is defined as consciousness which is going to injure a lot of people's beliefs but if that is found in uh, some certain type of way that'll be absolutely life-changing and i, I hope i'm really? alive to see it i really i truly hope i'm alive to see it and even if you aren't maybe you can upload upload your brain well it seems right that's to the we matrix talked, we talked about that hey, i wouldn't but maybe it'll be possible it's people think it might be possible and that's just through computational consciousness, man. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. AI adheres to so many different things, such as uh, nanotech. Nanotechnology is something I've been thinking of lately as to where um, you and people will be scared of this because conspiracy theorists will think this is what's already happening, being put into our vaccines or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. But right. you allow nanobots to infiltrate your body and uh, the artificial intelligence will seek out cancers that are being developed while you're young and healthy to prevent you from uh, perishing from some uh, crazy uh, malignant cancer in the future. That is, bro, is like I said before, it's just crazy the mm-hmm. things that the opportunities and doors this will open, man. Across across all functions in life, you can think of almost anything anything that you love, whether it's space travel, whether it's nanotechnology, whether it's food, whether it's television, where, exactly. whether it's social media, because it does improve your internet searching. Artificial intelligence is just a true um, enhancement to society. I think the as it biggest um, enhancement that we'll see, like coming on more recently is probably yeah. in the health industries. Right. Because they'll be able to like um perform perform surgeries with more precision. Way more precision than any human human hand can exert. Right. And um they'll be able to even even in the realm of science, not just computer science, mm-hmm. they'll be able to I'm I'm sure they're already doing it now, but computers will be able to formulate different vaccines for different things. Right. They'll be able to research like um they'll be able to research maybe find new elements that are like in the atmosphere or something like that. But you know, it's that'd just be, crazy. That'd be absolutely insane. Now that we're on the medical topic, um and I th- we I think we've talked about this before already, but so uh I recently learned that you know how doctors scan over images for yeah. whatever they're looking for, whatever uh-huh. disease, whatever, whatever. They, um, I forgot the specific thing. I was, I'm pretty sure it was some sort of cancer and doctors were predicting it correctly 63% of the time. That's like, oh, that's pretty good. I mean, 63 is above 50, right? Right. And that's usually the line of, uh, the line of contemplation. But, um, the artificial intelligence currently as it is, that was doing the same function as the human was predicting it 70% of the time. And, 
AI doesn't stop. It's going to get to a point where it's 80, 90, whatever. Like, don't go too fast, AI, because I'm a big fan of Grey's Anatomy. Hey. You're going you're gonna to take away all the ideas the show might, might have to bring on, man. Yeah, man. And like, but don't that, take away my primetime TV. That's crazy. But through, the, through innovation of artificial intelligence and biotechnology and trying to eliminate diseases and using robotic doctors, even though we said that artificial intelligence is this enhancement to every function of human life, what happens to the way humans make money mm-hmm. now they're gonna take our jobs <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's a game mm-hmm. released that was called detroit become human it's more about androids but like i i believe ai falls more under the android category than robots uh-huh. so um but it, it looks it takes a look into the future where a um androids are released to the public and they're like well received they can do all household tasks they can there's going to be like androids in sports i don't think that'll happen because that's just that's not because <laughs> the joy of sports comes through error yeah you right. gotta see your True. favorite team lose and stuff like yeah. that. yeah no that you know what that's exactly right that's but, exactly um, right yeah but they're well received until they're not and that's because they're take they're all the things that they're bringing they're taking away from human civilization right so androids become segregated and it's like it draws like a kind of comparison with like how slavery was in um the early days of america Mm -hmm. with um but people are just jealous of these jealous of these androids so they just the androids they start to become deviant and they become to uh, they start to revolt that's crazy man well i can honestly see something like that happening well i mean like it's right like where does it stop because um, things like truck drivers. I'm pretty right. sure truck driving takes up, uh, with everybody involved, takes up about three to five percent of American employment, or something near that. Is millions and millions and millions of jobs. But right now, there are they already have autonomous truck truck driving. They already have autonomous driving, and it yeah. only gets better. Moore's law says in every 18 to 24 months, computational power and computational speed doubles. So it only gets better. This is an exponential ramp that we are going on. So AI only gets better. And I mean, a lot of people, I mean, we, uh, a lot of people love capitalism and, um, especially the conservative, uh, point of view. Um, but if, (laughs) if AI takes away a huge mass of jobs, we might have to move towards some type of a uh, quasi or totally uh, socialist type of uh, political structure just for the sheer fact that there's not enough jobs to be created so so we can have money circulating within our own. And I'm good. I'm also worried about how they'll be perceived in um in just, just society as a whole because if mm-hmm. you like look at seniors now some you might hear some old person say like why are you using your phone so much? Right. And like put that away. Mm-hmm. And like they, but they always ask for help with it because they don't understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but what I'm trying to say is that people really don't like what they don't understand. And you might hear that a lot. Humans do not and like what they This understand. is something that's coming quick, it's coming fast. So I'm sure there are going to be people, and maybe in our generation, that are like the things that we have right now as technology. Mm-hmm. And they're going to see things like that are just beyond beyond what we can grasp and they're just not they're just going to turn it away 
Because if you think about it, by the time all of this is going to be out, it's going to be our children's children mm -hmm. that are going to be enjoying the benefits of these. Like we have our phones and computers now, right. but it's going to be way beyond that. Right. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like I just encourage people to wake up because this is a this is a train coming right at your face. <laughs> And uh, whatever whatever you think the future may be like, and well, look, it definitely isn't going to be like it is today. If you're planning when you're uh, even when in the next ten years, if you plan on a decade from now living like you do now, no, it's not, not going to happen. It's literally impossible. This thing is nonstop, man. It's it's absolutely amazing. But uh, yeah, hey, maybe the the AI will be able to tackle global warming better than the world leaders man who knows i mean because at the rate at the rate that ai is increasing yeah it's gonna be a beautiful planet uh, but yeah. that's only if we can sustain it man yeah that's only if we can know. sustain it and i i talked the last week about um developing good ai so uh we the the optimal goal and this is a lot of uh it, some of its fatalist thinking but um i like to think i rather think on the optimistic side the this function um oh my gosh i'm stuttering again hope i edit this out anyway <laughs> at, its, dog. at its most op oh my gosh at, it, at its most <laughs> optimal point we work together with artificial intelligence and everything's kumbaya yada 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 that's that's the end of it man yeah that would be good yeah. Anyway, man. Enough of this got, AI. Got got some more topics coming. Um, let's get let's get a little buffer period. Yeah, 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 in yeah. Because yeah, it's getting a little wordy. That was if a you're deep still dive. here, thank you for sticking around. Yeah. But you know, let's get into something that we talked about in maybe episode two. Mm -hmm. Probably episode two, I'm sure. But Tori versus Tory. Meg. Should we? Uh, Go ahead. Versus? I don't know. Oh but no, no. Oh my, my bad, my bad. Not versus. <laughs> this is not Would a match. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, you we know don't what? need to cut that out. It's this, cool. This is not a versus. I was thinking of the the debate is right under that. I was just thinking of the debate. This is not a versus. These are two people, um, two celebrities. No versus but, here. Um, Emery, you can. Tory Lanez. He dropped a he dropped an album recently, um, called Daystar, and it was. Um, probably around around 20 songs don't quote me on that i didn't really listen to all of it mm -hmm. and there's a good reason why because um he shot he shot meg he shot her in the foot yeah he but, shot um, her in the foot yeah i think there was one song i liked i won't lie but you know still can't really be supporting these uh, those type of people you know and uh yeah basically in his basically in his album he was given a long statement saying that he had um, affairs with Meg and their relationship was more than met the eye. And I'm sure it was. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I have no way of disproving that, but you know, mm -hmm. just, you can't, you can't do, he rather, he's an artist. I get that. He dropped an album expressing his thoughts and everything through song form, but you know. Well, I mean, and that's what he's good at, right? But it's, you can't do that, man. I'm not gonna I lie. remember before he said um he was he was too drunk or something and that's why like he shot her but like come on bro hey I mean too drunk I, I heard from a, a wise person that uh there are two people that will tell you the truth drunk and angry people <laughs> and I know he's he wasn't saying anything but Kinda that could have been dog. how he truly feel man like look I'm not gonna lie well look 
as a member of this podcast, as your co-host. It is my responsibility to be informed about every topic to a certain extent. Right. But I did not listen to that Tory Lanez album for one second. <laughs> for one second. So I, like, I did not listen to it. Um, so I heard he went on dissing a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, rada, so rada, some words rada. for J.R. Smith. Like, J.R. Smith, where does that even come from? J.R. Smith is in the NBA Finals right now. Right now it looks like. He worried uh, more about the Hennessy than you, brother. Right. Come he, on, man. Tory Lanez just looks like an injured dog. He looks like somebody on the floor flailing. He's trying to like shoot to say, wherever he can. He, like I'll, the analogy Caleb used last week of beating a dead horse. He's beating himself, man. He's he was the dead horse. A dead horse. He tried to make a dead stallion, but you know, like what? Yeah, he he couldn't he couldn't make the stallion dead because look. And now she's out speaking against you, man. And what you look like? You just you. His career, I feel like, was progressing to a certain point, and I mean, he yeah. dug his own grave, and I, I don't really, a lot of people have their own perspective about cancel culture. I'm I don't sure, really have I'm a sure certain opinion on that, but. I'm not going to, like I, like I was saying before, there's no way to condone this, but yeah, I'm sure there was some side to him, his story. He should be allowed to say it, but. That doesn't make him right in any way, shape, or form. You can have your side to the story, but, I mean, as uh, sh- whatever was- great mind said, actions speak louder than words, dog, you shot her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, she probably wasn't able to do much talking after her that bullet hit her, man. Yeah. That's because of you, dog. You not you not even gonna see this. I don't know why we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> talking to him like that. But <laughs> nah, man, that's that's wild, bro. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, anything else on that is seems like a uh, an open and shut case to me. <laughs> um, not much more we can say about that. But uh, Emery Tori, brought an Tori, Emery, you done goofed, brother. You done goofed, my guy. Tor, uh, not Tori. Emery brought another topic to the show. So go oh, ahead, yeah. go ahead and give your spiel on that. I'm pretty sure it was last night. NBA young boy, popular rapper from Louisiana. Who? NBA young boy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to say. I know you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, but look, I, I'm not too fond of his music, but well, hey, he's good. But bring on the story. You can't anyone. You can't. You can't call him your favorite artist. Oh my he's gosh. So repetitive. Oh, uh, the most repetitive oh rapper out God. there, but I can't listen to more than five songs. I mean without if you, getting a headache. If, if you, like he's pistol whipping me. <laughs> If you listen to five songs, then you've listened to the whole album. Because out of those Bro. five songs, you've listened to every flow contained within the album. Yeah, whatever five songs he picked. But anyway, anyway, yeah, what happened? Um, he was recording a music video of some sort, and he got arrested. Um, for for ho- having a gun on him, man. And let's not get. We already know all these rappers be toting. Yeah. But like, um, I just wanted to talk about how the police system is treating rappers these days. There are some, they deserve it. Talk, Melly? Talk Melly? Your, talk he, your he's stuff. A, he's, a, he's a murderer. <laughs> murderer. <laughs> he deserves everything that's coming to him. Oh, my gosh. But, <laughs> but the, um, there's the case of Kodak. He recently um, released a statement saying that he was being tortured and beaten in prison. Oof. And it's just not right, Wait, man. by who? The prisoners or the guards? Both. 
Oh, he's take. Sorry he's if you take, guys have, hear background noise. We're right by the woods. He's taking it from two ends right now. That's Wait. that's that's tough. That's, 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 <laughs> no, Kodak. He's Kodak is getting messed <laughs> up. <man>. Kodak. <laughs> well, I I'm sure that's him. probably on the table too. But yeah, man, they're just. <laughs> you snitch on. I don't know how close the people were to six nine were, but uh, let's say on a scale of one to ten, this guy is rates a six on your friend scale as uh, terms to close to you. So your bestest friend would be a nine or a ten. This guy's a six or a seven. That's above average. That's above average friend. So uh, God, he does some foul slip. stuff. You snitch on him. And you spend 14 nights in prison or jail. You do not snitch on him. And you spend, let's go on the low end, uh, you, as being an accomplice, two or three years in prison. No Supreme Jackins in prison. <laughs> well, what people don't understand, you can look at two or three years and like, damn, he'll be out. Oh, excuse me. Dang, he'll be out <laughs> in a jiffy. But that's that's t- three years. Three years. Oh my gosh! Put that in perspective. That's like from your freshman year in high school to your junior year. A thousand and ninety-five days, twenty-six thousand two hundred and eighty hours of staring at brick walls and staring at eating other bricks men. for breakfast. Matter of fact, you might eat a brick in the freaking. <laughs> out, out in the basketball out in the, in the basketball court out if in the you court piss somebody yard. off. Yeah, he might end up eating bricks, man. You might get shanked by a pencil. There are a multitude of things that could possibly happen in prison. And you're an above average friend to me? Look, dog. How does that saying go? Best man for himself. I'm sorry. I mean, look. I mean, I'm, you got to look out for yourself because... Now, all you viewers, you can trust me. <laughs> well, look, to the viewers, man, and to the listeners, Emery was very nice to y'all. He said he can be trusted. Um, but if you don't trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about whatever <laughs> perception you get from this. Do not trust me when it comes to going to jail because now if it's for a... Now, let's say it's shortened to a year. You know what? I might, I'll take a year for my blood brothers. I'll take a year. Okay. So we're in the debate. The debate is. Debate of the day. If you had to visit an alien planet, it could take two kinds of people. Whom, I don't know why I typed whom, who would it be? Now, this doesn't mean I take my mom and my dad, my dog, my best friend, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You you know I'm taking The Rock. So you, I'm talking about like a descript, like a type of person. So a linguist or you said to an alien planet. Yeah, so an alien planet. I'm. uh, You have any ideas? I need a brainstorm on this one. You need a brainstorm now. You usually start off with the debates, man. Are you sure you want? I didn't know about any anything about this debate coming in. I need to revel the brain juices. I bring a linguist slash like cryptographer with me to try and decipher what the aliens um, are saying. Mm-hmm. And hmm, the other person, things that come to mind are a mathematician, um, uh, some sort of like, not a comedian, but may, hopefully there's some sort of person that can bring out an emotional attraction to aliens. Right. Uh, 
I don't really know. So I have my first person. I'll say I'll say a mathematician and a linguist slash cryptographer. Go ahead. Hopefully, I could think of something else while I'm talking about this. But uh, my first person would probably have to be a survivalist. Okay. Because, um, if we're going to this alien world, this is on the assumption that I'm not coming back. Oh, okay. And we're gonna have to spread human civilization so we don't die off. I'm gonna need a survivalist, somebody who knows about all the necessary things that I can. We need to start up a civilization. Right. And I like that. After that, I'll probably. Probably an engineer. Uh-huh. Everything else could pretty. Really uh, you gotta you gotta be specific with the engineer, man. An engineer and I don't know a word to describe this person, but like someone like kind of like Doctor Doolittle. You feel me? <laughs> well, I look. Y'all <laughs> gonna y'all gonna get mad at me for this one. Who is Doctor Doolittle? Sorry, I've heard the name. I've heard the name. It's pretty popular. Emery is now walking up. He does this every episode. Makes fun of my ignorance by walking up and looking at the camera. He is breaking his back currently to look into the camera. But I, and he's looking back at me, I have no uh, construct uh, idea of who Dr. Doolittle is. I have heard the name. And um, I don't like being dishonest. But whenever anybody brings up Dr. Doolittle in a conversation, I tend to just sit and nod. I have no idea who that is. I'll look up a picture while you uh, talk. I'll just look up who Dr. Doolittle is. You we got to know. Guys, <laughs> I, think I, I think I should just have the debate here by default <laughs> for my co-host being stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> we can't do this. He doesn't know who Dr. Doolittle is. What is that? <clears throat> Basically, uh, he's an animal whisperer. Oh, okay. What? But I'm not. I'm not saying aliens are animals. Let okay, me rationalize okay. this. But I see. I feel someone. You. Um, someone with the ability to communicate with both animals and aliens. Yeah. I feel like they would be, be able to treat an alien like a separate animal life form. So we kind of have a uh, similar. Yeah, like the linguist. That. I think my Doctor Doolittle type guy would be more efficient. Yeah. Okay. So, what would you say? You said you're gonna be like the. Um. Yeah, I I'd think with my knowledge in uh physics and uh, artificial intelligence, my theoretical knowledge uh, aligned with the mathematicians' uh, mathematical uh, prowess. I think we'd be able to collectively engineer um, something because uh, what you didn't take into account um, the engineering side. These aliens. Uh, Assuming we're on their planet for a considerable amount of time, right. they must be nice at first. But they might have a certain weapon that literally rips the fabric of your complete existence. So body us. we so might need to develop some type of what weaponry. I was say, um, the debate. There's not really a clear-cut answer to this. So I think it just comes down to who would the aliens say they're not. Uh, they're a waste of my time and kill first. Okay. Well, I think if they look at somebody named Dr. Doolittle, uh, they would uh, use this uh, particle-ripping gun. And I think he's the first guy off the list. But you no, know, I think they kill Caleb Newman. With your, uh, with, your leadership <laughs> with your leadership qualities, maybe you garner the troops and you um, enslave the entire alien race. You know, I'm not one for slaves. I'm kidding. So I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe you maybe you find a way to you know develop a love and peace across these. Uh, so set I aliens. feel like I would be the diplomatic, uh, diplomat kind of person. I can see that. 
bridging the gap between our alien and um and uh, human civilizations i think the survival survivalist would factor in by um playing a role showing him what humans are all about further building on that family connection true that and, and uh, mm. i think the the best um the best thing is understanding and i think my dr do little type figure <laughs> would be the best yeah okay and fostering that understanding and communication between the aliens i feel that so you know i'm i'm going for the love route and well, the so us aliens and Humans can coexist. Yeah, I guess I'm looking at it more uh, uh, analytically and stuff. But, but you know, I we mean, would probably we would probably get killed anyway, because you know, who, who who out here for love? Oh, what, all people want is power. I'm what, sure that's the same for aliens. Maybe or maybe humans are that dumb that we're the only uh, being that has a lust for certain other things, and that may not certain necessarily be true because you know animals on our planet have lustful things too. They go and eat other animals, but you know maybe us humans are the only super intelligent beings that think that way. But I mean, look, it it goes two ways. These aliens could um, we assume that they can communicate? They're intelligent enough to communicate, right. but they could be monkeys, or they can be <laughs> like super 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 smart and Whatever math we try to bring to them is primitive. So, I mean, look. When I usually know. think of aliens, I probably I think of something that's beyond us. Uh huh. So, um, but it's just as likely that they're not beyond us. Yeah, it also depends. True. It also depends upon who finds who. Because if we travel there, that may mean that we're more advanced than them. That is very true. But then again, there may have been a reason that they didn't come to us. Yeah, maybe they've been. Maybe they have a super. A uh, super good scouting. telescope that they've they've already seen us and they're like you know yeah, what? look at these ugly baboons. I'm saying, bro, they don't want it. They don't want to mess with us. No, I definitely, man, y'all are getting me all. Uh, this is. I think we can ooh. agree to disagree. Yeah, we can definitely agree to disagree. But I mean, both both of our squads, uh, I think, fare very well. All right, it got a little sappy, but y'all know what time it is. Man, to be honest, I forgot. I forgot you had a freestyle. Of course you forgot. But I'm going to make you remember. Hit me up. Woo, okay. Let's uh let's let's think of a beat, man. You know I already, I always make the freestyles lit with the beats. Emery's uh, congesting his H2O right now. So uh let me think of a beat. Let's get it on. Episode four, and we in this piece. Yeah, we talked about AI and other Steve. Yeah, Tory Lanez make the stallion. He shot her, and you know he was wrong for that. Bobby Schmurder, we gotta get him on the streets. About a week ago, I was in the sheets. Yeah, yeah. And now we're recording this episode of the pod. Cast. And this be going hard And you know I'm going real far with my raps It makes your foot, foot, foot Tap on the ground Longest freestyle around And you know that we're getting down But we're about to end the episode right, 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 right now Hey man, you get better every week, dog That was definitely the best freestyle yet Let's go Let's go He's taking the jacket off He's throwing the Supreme We don't know what happened
Um, Emery's mic has just sharing his mic. We gonna end it right there. Yeah, Emery's mic disconnected, but it's wildness around here. Thank y'all so much for watching. Episode five coming soon. Let's get it, gang.